helping you put knowledge to work. University of Illinois Extension. Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. With us today is Dwayne Friend. How are you doing, Dwayne? I'm doing fine. How are you, Bill? Oh, I'm I'm always doing well. And we've got a very topical question or uh, topic to talk about today, and it's uh, it's Christmas trees and ponds, and you, that's not something most people will put together right away. No, and, and I guess we should uh, start off by saying we're talking about. Uh, uh, live Christmas trees. We're not talking about artificial Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I guess you could still put those in there, but we're really I, I, we're just talking about disposing of of uh, the the once live Christmas trees. That's right. Once once you're done with the Christmas tree, it's always a bit of a question: What should we do with it now? And uh, and there are some things that we talked about in the um, edition we did with John Church, but. You know, putting the Christmas tree in the pond was not one thing that uh, John talked about. So I, I'm intrigued. Tell me more what that's all about. Well, like you say, we, we there are different things that, that can be done with Christmas trees afterwards, live Christmas trees, you know, whether you mulch them or, or uh, do those types of things. But, you know, if you have a... Uh, a rural pond or a farm pond. One of the things that that can be done with the Christmas tree is to to put it in the pond and and have it as a uh, basically fish habitat. And um, that's something that that some people have done in the past, and uh, it it seems to work very well. That uh, there's actually been some research done uh, out in Ohio where they they've looked at uh, putting these trees in and then looking at how many fish are attracted around these areas and. And they found that fish do congregate around these trees. And one of the things that we do need to mention, too, is that we're not just talking about one tree. If you just put one tree out in the pond, it's probably not going to make too much of a difference. So maybe you need to, uh, uh, you know, invite some of your friends and neighbors to bring some of their trees over, too, if they uh, have uh, a need to get rid of them and uh, set this up within the pond and uh, uh, have it as a benefit not only for doing something with, with other than just throwing the tree away and it's uh, providing some habitat and maybe some uh, increased uh, fishing opportunities uh, for the pond itself. Well, that's a good thought. And I suppose, you know, we ought to say something about probably need to make sure that all the uh, ornaments and such are taken off and <laughs> yeah, that would the be tinsel and, and, and that sort of thing, you know, just the, the usual cautions. But, you know, a number of other questions come up, like, do you want it? a ways out into the pond or do you want it near the shore or where should you put these? From what the the research has shown the, probably the best depth to have it is around uh, maybe six to eight possibly ten feet deep and uh, one of the the key things too when you put it in the pond is that you do want it entirely submerged. If you don't do that the, the top of the tree any part of the tree that's sticking out is going to uh, decompose very very rapidly. Uh, actually, if you have the entire tree underneath the water submerged, uh, they've uh, looked at, at the, how long these trees last uh, within a pond when they're totally submerged. And you can still have good habitat there, you know, five, seven, even up to ten years after the trees have been placed really? in there. So huh? um, that's, that's one of the key things. And, and if you don't want to put it out too deep in a pond, and a lot of ponds, a lot of farm ponds aren't, extraordinarily deep but you don't want them out in the really deep part of the pond because uh, uh, typically in those deeper regions of the pond there's not as much oxygen and you're not going to attract 
fish in those areas anyway. So if you put them out in those deep areas, uh, it's probably not going to do a whole lot in terms of attracting fish. So you want it deep enough that it's entirely submerged, but you don't want it so that it's in the, the really deep part of the pond either. So six to ten feet is probably a good depth range to put them in. So there are there um, some types of fish this will benefit more or um, any guidance along that line? Well, most, most ponds have uh, probably uh, different numbers of uh, species in there, like uh, crappie or red ear or bluegill or those types of things, and those are actually the, the ones that are probably going to be most attracted to uh, these types of structures. And you, you can also find maybe some uh, uh, bass and catfish around the areas too, but probably the, uh, uh, the smaller sports fish will be more attracted. You'll have more larger numbers of them than you would the bass and the catfish, but the, uh, at the same time that will really attract and provide a little bit of habitat for uh, the bass and the catfish as well. So um, do you just throw them in or do you have to weight them down somehow? Yeah, you do have to weight them down. If you just try to throw them out on the pond, uh, they're going to float probably and just kind of float around and cause a be more of an annoyance than every, anything. So typically what a lot of folks do is they'll take a uh, uh, concrete uh, construction block or cinder block uh, you know that has the holes in it and what they'll do is they'll take the, uh, the trunk of the tree run it through the that cinder block and then um, one of the things you can do is uh, drill or hammer, hammer a large barn nail or, or something like that through the bottom of the trunk once you get it through the block so that it won't float back through that hole. Oh, I see. Um, and there, there's actually a number of different methods that you can use. Some folks uh, will actually take, and this is a little bit more uh, um, effort, I guess, but some folks will take the, uh, the large cardboard rolls that uh, come off of uh, carpeting, uh, mm-hmm. where they, they've been rolled up, and they'll, they'll take that cardboard uh, roll and just cut it up into maybe about an eighth of an inch or uh, eight inch uh, width or eight inch depth, I guess you'd say. Um, drill a hole and actually place a, a small amount of, of rebar that will fit through the tree inside that cardboard area and then basically fill the, that uh, void in the in between the trunk and that cardboard up with uh, cement and they'll let that harden and one of the advantages of doing something like that is you, you want to have the tree standing as upright as much as possible and by doing something like that you can place the trees uh, and and with that weight on the bottom, and they will stand up upright very nicely. Now it's a little bit extra work, but it, it does work very nicely. And you can do the same thing, I guess, with um, a cinder block, where you could just place the tree in there and then place cement around it. Um, now, of course, one of the things comes down the road is uh, what happens uh, after the the trees have disintegrated and you've got these blocks in there. I guess if if you're as long as you're not putting tons and tons of uh, trees in there at once, uh, uh, you know you're going to have a few of those in there. But uh, and the, I guess there is also you could uh, take it a step farther and maybe put some little uh, um, wires or buoys on there that uh, you know eventually if you wanted to pull those back up, you could if you wanted to. I see. It sounds like a fair amount of work, an operation. Is this going to be a thing that you'll need to uh, uh, do once a year? How long should the trees last once you put them down there? Well, like I say, they'll they'll typically last, and they've done some research on this too, that after about uh, three to five years, 
most of the needles will be gone, but uh, even after five years, they've seen that most of the main branches will still be present. And even after 10 years, um, you know, you still have the main trunk of the, the tree still there, so it's still providing some, some habitat to it. So it's not something that you have to go out and uh, uh, put these things out every single year. They'll, you know, in most cases, you can probably uh, uh, expect them to provide some benefits, you know, eight to ten years down the road even. So uh, now you said in a typical farm pond you're looking for more than just your own. You probably want to go around and collect your neighbors too. But give me, can you give me more guidance on optimal population for uh, various size ponds? Are we talking I, ten for a two-acre pond or um well yeah yeah 10 would would be fine i would say a minimum number would probably be two or three uh wow. that would be probably the absolute minimum um you could go up to 10 i guess depending on the size of your pond but uh again it depends on how much effort you want to put into it and uh um you know anywhere from three to six is going to provide uh, a good amount of habitat for for most average size farm ponds very good, very good. Well, anything else we need to know before we uh, we go out in uh, a, a rowboat on uh, uh, January first? Um, that that's exactly what I was going to mention next is uh, how you get them out there, uh, and obviously taking them out on a boat would be fine. But you know, if we would have a really cold winter and that pond would freeze over, one method that you could do is once you've got the trees uh, set up. Uh, to place them in there and if that ice is heavy enough what a lot of folks will do and this you know they can do this a lot more up north and than what we can around here particularly with our our mild winters we've been having lately but if that ice is, he is uh, strong enough you could just take the uh, trees and place them on the ice and then uh, let them um, a warmer weather do the work once that ice melts and the trees will just sink in there and uh, you've got them placed. Of course uh, safety is a uh paramount importance and absolutely be that's pretty, pretty darn sure of the thickness of the ice before that's exactly right that's uh, and like i say in the last few years we really haven't had any type of uh strength to the ice or we haven't had cold enough temperatures to really uh say that that's something that could be done but uh, so yeah. even if you're a little unsure you you might go out with a boat uh even if there is ice you could you could put the boat on the ice and uh and move out that way. Yeah, that and um, you know, it's it's not something that you would absolutely have to do in January or February. You've got the trees, and uh, you know, if you wanted to wait to a little bit warmer weather and, nice. and take them out, put them in in March or something like that, that'll probably be fine too. What you need to do, Dwayne, is design a tree launcher. I think of some kind. <laughs> well, um, it sounds like uh, entrepreneurial possibility. Yeah, definitely, I, I'm thinking that you know over. Usually, you know, you you have the the, the winter doldrums, and uh, at some point, you're going to need to be designing uh, the the tree launcher and uh, make a sport of it. I think. Uh, who knows? It may be in the uh, Winter Olympics in the future. I I, I see great <laughs> things ahead. <laughs> Well, anything else we need to know? Um, well, one other thing I was just going to mention real quick is that if you didn't want to go with the concrete putting in the cinder blocks, the other thing you could do is a little bit simpler is uh, uh, just use some, some good uh, wire and drill two holes into the uh, trunk of the tree, place the tree through the cinder block, uh, run the wire uh, through the bottom of the, uh, through the bottom hole, through the outside of the block, and then through the top hole, and then just twist tie it together 
and uh, I probably won't keep it absolutely upright, but that's a little bit simpler way of, of placing it in the block as well. Yeah, sounds like it would work. Well, very good for this edition of uh, Natural Resources. This has been Bill Wastner and Dwayne Friend, and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you.